0: This podcast brought to you by Hope 1032.
1: Countless people and organizations around the world are working to improve lives in the developing world, but we've found a person who is improving lives in East Africa in the most unusual way, through bananas. <laughs> Professor James Dale, the Queensland Senior Australian of the Year for 2019, is using bananas to treat vitamin deficiencies in developing countries and saving lives in the process. And we are delighted to talk to him this morning. Good morning, James. Good morning. James, let's start back at the
0: beginning. What made you want to do the research? Was it always a a passion to improve lives? Ah, wow. Wow. Um, so we,
2: I, I accidentally fell into working on bananas when I came back from from Europe, where I was um, doing a postdoc. The first uh, the first job I was given when I arrived in Queensland was to work out some of the serious banana diseases, and from there we got we really got into it and really started to. It, it, it's an absolutely fascinating crop, um, and in the early days, and we continue to do that, is to work on disease resistance. But uh, in the early 2000s, we were contacted by um, uh, a woman from from the food security division, the Rockefeller Foundation, saying that in East Africa, and particularly Uganda, bananas are their staple food. Uh, They've got some huge problems. Would you be able to come and help? And so I went over to Uganda. I met the people there. We got on really well, and we started to, to help them develop Uh, technologies around developing genetically modified bananas uh, again for initially for disease resistance and then in 2004 the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, put out a call for expressions of interest in what they called the grand challenges in global health and one of those grand challenges was to produce staple crops uh, with elevated levels of micronutrients so we knew at that stage that in Uganda and virtually every developing country, micronutrient deficiency is a huge problem um, and that's particularly vitamin A deficiency and iron deficiency anemia. So my colleague Tush in Uganda and I said, uh, this is an opportunity for us to do something really useful. Mm.
0: And so we put in an expression of interest. So you've made, instead of Iron Man, Iron Bananas... Yeah, actually, what we've uh, we've done
2: the vitamin A part, which is actually, we've increased the level of what's known as provitamin A, which is alpha and beta carotene. Fantastic. And the reason we've <laughs> the reason we've done that is vitamin A in very very high levels can be toxic, whereas alpha and beta carotene, no, nah. you can eat as much as you like. You might go slightly orange, but it has no toxicity. (laughs) Oh,
1: and who doesn't mind being orange for a day, right? That's true, (laughs) of course. Can I ask you, James, are you a fan of bananas? Are you sick of eating bananas by now? I certainly am a fan of bananas. I grow my own. Um, They're an important part of our diet at home. Fantastic. That's good. Tell us the... the importance of these new bananas like in what way they already started to make an impact overseas
2: well uh, where we are now is we're just in our final stage field trials which we have to go through this is in uganda which we have to go through by demonstrating that and that they work in in four different what's known as um agroecological zone so in in the drier parts and in the wetter parts and in the higher parts and so we're just doing that at the moment and then once that's finished we'll be able to apply for releasing the bananas to to farmers so that'll that'll take a couple of years Hmm. um so that's where, where we're at at the moment the impact the really big impact we now know for instance in Uganda and I said it's nearly every other developing country the level of Vitamin clinical vitamin A deficiency. This is so. This is kids and women of childbearing age that have clinical symptoms of vitamin A deficiency. Is running around about ten percent in in Uganda. It's worse in some other places. Um, and and the worst outcome of that is is that kids die, mm-hmm. and 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 and, the, and and also blindness, night blindness, uh, um, and and problems with development of immune systems and brain health. There are all sorts
0: of really nasty outcomes. I think of this, you know, this is a real-world application for something that's been developed in a lab, but that has meant, you know, I'm guessing hundreds of thousands of hours of tinkering and playing and failure and setback. What was the proudest moment, the most exciting moment in all of this when you were like... Team, I think we're on to something here, and this is going to be huge. There, there were two. <laughs> uh,
2: w- when we started, we, we didn't actually know how it. It had never been done before in bananas and then and banana fruit, and, and so we really didn't know what was going to work and what we didn't. Uh, and, and and so what we, we did is we actually took a huge range of, of, of what's known as transgenic lines through the field in Australia. So we de- developed the technology in Australia, and alpha and beta-carotene are orange. And so we were growing these bananas in the field and they were, the first crop was getting close to harvest and we started to cut a couple of them open, a couple of bananas from each bunch. And there it was, these orange flesh bananas. And that was incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. So, we, yep, we can do it. So that was the first thing. That was absolutely fabulous. And the second one, so we took the technology to Uganda and we still work very, very closely with with the team in Uganda. And again, the plants were... But these were their their cooking bananas. These were the real thing. This is what we were going for. And they were in the field at the research station and I was out there and I said to one of our colleagues, um, Jerome, I said, Dear Jerome, when are we going to be harvesting those so we can have a look? He said, they're pretty close. Let's have a look now. And he snapped a banana open, and there it was. It was orange, and and uh, we, we we used we um, and I took a photo of it. It was just such an exciting moment and that's our, that's actually our slide. I use in as the final slide in our presentations.
1: Is is Jerome holding this banana that he would just broken open? And it was bright orange inside. James, the the media often. You know is a bit scared of of genetically modified things like this um but, but you've spent a lot of time making sure these things are actually very helpful. How do you think yep. that um that I guess people listening right now who might be thinking, "Oh, orange bananas um how can we change that thinking do you think
2: uh it, it, it it's education and it's, it's it's a lot about getting out and explaining to people what we're doing why we're doing it and how we're doing it. Hmm. And and in nearly, there are always people who are just so uh, committed to being anti-GM that you'll never change their mind. However, i found the vast majority of people, when I sit down and take the time to explain what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it, they 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 become really very very comfortable with the technology because actually what we've done is we've taken a, a gene from a banana that naturally grows in Papua New Guinea, and 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 these bananas are bright orange inside, uh, and we've just taken that gene and moved it across to the bananas growing in um, in East Africa, so it's it's moving a banana gene around that we and that sort of thing we do every day using conventional breeding.
0: This is just very specific using genetic modification. Hmm. Right. Uh, A couple of rapid-fire questions, if you don't mind, James. Sure. Um, One, how did the carrot department respond when they found out that you were able to make bananas with the same (laughs) level of carotene as carrots? (laughs) Uh, Are you now at war? Do you have any comments on this?
2: Um, you know, I that they haven't been in touch with us, and I think they're probably very, very uh, supportive. Oh, that's
0: carrots good. Aren't a big,
2: carrots aren't a big crop in Uganda. Right.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Second question to you: In the process of doing this, because this has been years in the making, how much Harry Belafonte was played in the office through this process?
1: <laughs>
2: Absolutely
0: none. What?
2: That's sometimes, good. sometimes, sometimes
0: we might hum it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. May can I ask one more question? Sure. So you, you wrap this thing up. Um, we get the bananas planted. Um, what's What's the next project look like for you? I mean, this is a really significant one. But you, you wrap this. I mean, this thing sounds like it's close to completion. Do you have your eyes set on another prize? We've got two other projects already in, um,
2: already in the, in the field. Um, so one of those is is for Australia, and, and some people might have heard of the, the what's called Panama disease, which is uh, killing Cavendish bananas not only in Australia but many other places in the world. And we've 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 produced a, a version of Cavendish again by genetic modification, and again with another banana gene that's resistant to the disease. And so that's now in second phase field trials up in the Northern Territory. And then we're targeting another disease called Banana bunchy top, which is a virus disease and causing massive problems in many parts of Africa. Um, and we currently have field trials in Malawi. So we're, we're still pretty busy. We'll still have things to do.
1: Fantastic. Thanks so much, uh, Professor James. Dale, it's been really great to talk to you on Hope Breakfast. A pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.